Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way, and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and you are listening to the Community Forged Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Community Forge podcast. You're with me, the host, Jerry Kirk. And today I have another amazing guest on the show. I'm really excited because the person on the show today is a book coach who helps women professionals, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers write and publish their books. For what? Well, for a lot of things to establish their expertise, to grow their businesses, or even start a book based business. How's that? And not only that, She's also an attorney and a published novelist herself. So without any further ado, my guest today is Candace Stuff. Candace, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Delighted to have you, Candace. And you know, I've got a lot of questions I want to ask you, but you know, before we dive into those, I know there's listeners out there who probably don't know your, your, about your story and where you've come from. So could you tell us a little bit about your backstory with the audience? Oh, sure. So I was one of those kids that always did the right thing. Um, you know, my parents really stressed education. They saw it as a way out for us, a way for us to advance. So I, you know, went to college and I went to law school and I became a lawyer and I got a job in a big firm and I practiced law there for the first 22 years of my practice. And I've always wanted to be a, um, a novelist. I always wanted to be an author. I used to write poetry and song lyrics when I was a kid. <laughs> That was straight out of the 80s. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I tried to write a science fiction book at the age of 13. You know, I was influenced by Star Wars when it first came out, which I'm telling you how old I am by, by that. Um, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> but, you know, for the first 15 years of my practice, I just kicked my dream of becoming a novelist to the curb. I didn't have time. I was in this law firm. I was working my way up to the partner, which I made partner in 2001. And you basically kill yourself to get there. You're doing, you know, working crazy hours. You basically have no life. And the only, the closest I could get to writing a book was when I went on vacation, I would go to, to the Maui Writers Conference in Maui, which was fantastic. And it taught me some things about writing, but it didn't get me any closer to actually writing the book itself. Right. As long but, as you had that, that full-time partner position that was basically sucking up all your time. Exactly. And then something happened. In 2007, the market crashed. And I was uh, representing developers, real estate developers in construction law. I'm a construction law expert. And I was you know, representing them in that. And suddenly developers who developers couldn't pay their bills. And I had to reinvent myself. And I told myself that as long as I have to reinvent myself, I'm going to reinvent my life. I'm going to stop kicking my dream of writing a book to the curb. So just curious there. So what, what actually happened in that environment? So you're, you know, your business is going along great and you're, you're working with the construction industry and now they're not paying the bills. What, 
what, what actually happened on, for, for your business? Well, suddenly I had more time on my hands in terms of working than I was used to. Um, and I actually stayed with the firm until 2014. So it turned out okay in terms of the legal business. I left in 2014. But when I took advantage of that extra time that I had, and I did something called National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo. And NaNoWriMo is actually going on right now at the time of this recording, because we're in November. And basically, maniacs from all over the globe, including myself, sign up on a website, NaNoWriMo.org. And we vow to write a 50,000-word book between November 1st and November 30th every year. So okay. basically, That's a good workout. I know. <laughs> basically, 175 pages in 30 days. And so I know I threw myself into it because I never do anything halfway. <laughs> <laughs> I threw nice. myself into it. And I wrote a 50,000-word novel in, in 30 days. And when I found out that I could write a 30... I mean, 175-page book in 30 days, I went crazy. I started researching like a maniac um, on how I could write books even faster, on how wow. I can make the process even better. So that was kind of like you're, yeah, like you're kind of like you're breaking that when someone broke the four-minute mile and it's like, wow, yes. this, is, this is actually possible. This is doable. I, I can do this. Yes. For me, it was the four-minute mile. Other people had done it, of course, but I hadn't. I hadn't even finished the book before. So when I figured out that I could actually break the first draft of my book in 30 days, I started taking different types of seminars. I started, um, I started learning how to write fast. I started learning how to make the process easier. And I created a framework that allows me to whip out the first draft of a book in as little as three weeks or even shorter. I can even do it over a weekend if I want. So I put together this framework and... It, act, it actually helps me to write more coherently as well, because when you're that immersed in your book in a finite period of time, your book comes out and you outline it properly, your book comes out smoother. Um, your drafts are, your rough drafts are not so rough. And I learned that I, I could not only do it myself, but I could teach others how to do it. And so that was really exciting. Yeah. So tell, tell me about some of the first, um, the early books that you, you published and you know, what, what did you write about and, and how was that experience of like getting your first book published? So my first book was Just Dreams by L.J. Taylor. L.J. Taylor is one of my pen names. And that's the book that I wrote during NaNoWriMo in 2007. And it's funny because I wrote seven books in seven years. Like I wrote from, I did NaNoWriMo from 2007 every year all the way through 2014. And I've published four of them so far of those books. Um, it was really exciting. And it was scary at the same time. You know, a lot of us submit our books to like traditional publishers and, you know, agents and editors, and we try to get published. At the time, I didn't know how much work I needed to do on my writing to, to be able to achieve that. It wasn't until I decided to self-publish the book and I actually hired an outside editor that I, you know, to, to make it professional, um, mm -hmm. that I realized that I had been formatting my dialogue wrong the entire time. Wow. That that's, just the format, that's an eye-opener. That's a real eye-opener. <laughs> just how I technically you know, formatted the dialogue was keeping me from being picked up by a traditional publishing. I had no idea. Um, they probably took one look and said, that's going to be way too much work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but good luck. Yeah, but you don't know what you don't know until you actually take action, right? So Yeah, exactly. So, so you had this looked at and, and so it, 
what what were some of the nuances and what what didn't make it work? Um, you know, just it, you know, like when you uh, how you format the dialogue, for example, it's supposed to be on separate lines. You know, um, it's supposed to be in a certain format with the quotations and where you put he said and she said. I didn't know things about action beats where you could put in, you can put an action instead of saying he said and she said, and mm-hmm. they could actually tell who's speaking that way. Um, so you know, all these parts of the system, as you were saying, as you started to now put together to, to make that just happen more automatically. Exactly. So basically now I write really clean drafts. My editors hardly have to do any work, my outside editors, but I send it to them anyway. And, um, and I was able to teach a lot of that to my students. So my first book, oh my goodness, I was very nervous to publish it. I mean, I didn't know anything about self-publishing and I had to figure it all out by myself. Um, I, you know, I took some courses or what have you, but I, I really had to just figure out how to go through the steps, how to get it on Amazon, how to get it on Kobo books or iBook. I didn't even know half these things existed, you know, Barnes and Noble and how to get it into paperback format and how to get it into audiobooks. So it's been a complete adventure, but it was very exciting to hold my book in my hands and to see my, my pen name on it. So, Wow. Yeah, I can only, I can only imagine the, the feeling of just holding something that you've created in your hands that other people are going to take and enjoy. Yeah. And I never could have imagined how my readers would react. Um, it's really funny because Just Dreams is a romantic legal thriller, which isn't very common. So, it, you know, books are either legal thrillers or they're romances. They're really romantic legal thrillers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and it has a ton of action in it, too, because I, kind of, I kind of married my love of action movies and romance novels and my knowledge of law and put it all into this one book. Fascinating. So, <laughs> that is pretty unique. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've gotten great reviews, four and a half star reviews. And my readers say things like, I don't know. I couldn't put the book down. Don't read this if you want to go to sleep. <laughs> You're like, what? The characters are so real, which I didn't even know. <laughs> I know. I'm reading these reviews going, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, yeah, I mean, really, too. It was really funny. <laughs> it's, 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 it was, yeah. We can often yeah. be our, our own, uh, our own worst critics. So, you know, when we, uh, we start to hear the validations from, from other people, it's like, wow, really? Uh, I, I know. did. I did that. You it's know, true. Start to start to deal with the, that self imposter syndrome that we often have. Um, and actually, I'm kind of curious about that too. So, I mean, obviously, you've, you've had a lot of. I mean, writing has been a, a passion for you for you know for as long as you can remember, and, and now now you're helping other people you know get their stories out, um, which is which is amazing. And I'm just kind of curious, especially like in in today's world, right? I mean. There's so many ways now for entrepreneurs to gain visibility and, you know, connect with their audience. Um, you know, podcasts is like one reason right now for this interview. And then, you know, you've got all the social medias, the Facebooks, the LinkedIn's, the Instagrams and YouTubes, and, you know, now TikTok videos. Um, you know, there's so many, so many ways to, um, to publish and, and connect, you know, in a world where we have this constant, you know, distraction and these, you know, small tweets. You know, given all of that and you know, limited time that entrepreneurs have, what are, the, what are the compelling reasons that you see for a busy entrepreneur to take the time and, and, and publish a book? It's funny you should ask that because I just I have a webinar that I give, a masterclass called 10 Proven Ways That Entrepreneurs Can Use Their Books to Grow Their Businesses. Okay. And 
I'm, I'm not going to go into all 10 ways here because that would take us about five years. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully your webinar is not that long. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, first of all, um, a lot of entrepreneurs have an issue with, you know, that feeling that I am not an expert who am I to write a book. But the funny thing is that writing a book actually makes you an authority. And I don't think people realize that. It helps you to establish your expertise because our society sees authors as being authorities on the subjects in which they write. So if you write a book about writing a book, then you're an authority on writing a book. If you write a book about um, how to do something with social media or how to do something with business or whatever the case may be, then you become an authority on that subject. So if nothing else, it's great for you to write a book to establish yourself as an expert in certain areas. And that's important, especially if you're a coach or a consultant or any, anybody who's selling courses or any kind of knowledge product or info product. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, you could take the same content in a bunch of blog posts and share it with someone, but you put it, you know, you, you, t- you craft it and, and wrap it up in, in the form of a, of a book. And there's just, there's still something about that format, that media that that's, has that, that credibility you just don't find, you know, in a lot of other places. Right. And also, it's great as a calling card. Another way that you want to, and I like to call it pimp your products, right? <laughs> Another way mm-hmm. that you want to go ahead and, and, and put new eyeballs on your products and services is um, to get on stages. Well, if somebody is choosing between you as a speaker and, some, you know, and somebody else who actually has a published book that they could sell at the back of the room or sign or give away during the talk, who are they going to choose? Yeah, so it helps you to differentiate yourself, you know, to um, stand out from the competition. It helps if people find your books on Amazon, for example, to find out about you. They wouldn't otherwise even know about you, right? Unless they got a copy of your book and started reading something about what you write about. So it's a way to put new eyeballs on your products and services. It's a way to establish your expertise. It's a way to stand out from the competition. It also gives you a new revenue stream and a low-cost product so somebody can enter your your funnel. Mm. So you might be selling a consulting program or agency services for $5,000 a pop, but somebody might not want to make that big of an investment on you without getting to know you first. And if you have a book, you have a low-cost way for them to get to know, like, and trust you. Yeah, that's such a, that's such a huge point, especially in today's world, just to create that, that indoctrination, right. To, to really understand, um, what you're about and, and, and what you're trying to do. Yeah. That's so, okay. You've, well, if you've, you've convinced me, that's a great idea. Um, so <laughs> I've never written a book. I'm kind of curious about it though. Uh, my background is also in coaching and consulting. So, you know, clearly there'd be a lot of benefit for me in, in, in doing so from what you've shared. So how would I, how would I get started? I mean, what, what, what's that process look like? Well, the framework that I teach um, basically starts off with setting your book up for success from the very beginning. So you want to do that you, in thinking about what to write, who your target market is, what your genre is going to be, what the expectations are for that genre. And you want to hone in on that from the very beginning, because the better you set your book up, the better it's going to be, the easier it is going to be to sell it on the back end. And the more likely that you're going to reach your target reader and reach your target ideal client. Um, oh, go ahead. 
Well, I'm just curious. So, I mean, that's, that's a really good point because uh, it's not like creating, you know, a web page that you can do some click, you know, AB split tests on and, you know, easily change it. Um, when you write a book, it's uh, that's a pretty big commitment. So you definitely want to get, you know, that preparation done right on the front end. So um, are there some ways to kind of lessen the risk, I mean, of, of picking, making a wrong choice, like a wrong market or a wrong genre? Well, yeah, you do research at the very beginning. And I actually teach my students how to do that research by looking at, you know, the top books on Amazon and given subjects, for example, looking at the reviews for those books and seeing what people, whether there's a hole in the market or what people liked or didn't like about those books. And I always um, recommend that my students look at the three-star reviews, for example, because those tend to be the most balanced. That's where somebody might say, you know, I like this about the book, but I didn't like that. Or I like that they covered this, but I wish they would have covered that. So you can think about what topics you want to cover for your book, what the expectations are by the people who read those types of books and things of that nature. You could also get an idea about cover design. You can get an idea about book titles, about keywords that you want to use by doing this research up front. And all of that helps you get found in the Amazon algorithm, for example. Um, So you can have your book appeal to as wide a market as possible that, you know, in terms of your ideal target market. That makes, that makes a whole lot of sense. And actually reminds me a lot of back in my, uh, e-com, e-com days, I used to, I used to have some products on Amazon myself and it was very similar, right? You're looking for the, looking for the gaps and the holes, um, in the other offerings out there. And, and, you know, reviews are an amazing way to find out what, you know, your ideal target is, is thinking about. So yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So now, I mean, how long does the process typically take from from beginning to end? I mean, what's what's if I'm let's say I want to I want to get get started? What uh, what am I up against? You can have your book done in as little as sixty days from book idea to published to published book or less if you do it yourself. Uh-huh. So it depends on how quick, you could write it over a weekend theoretically, and then work on revising it. You could have it. You could whip something out in thirty days if you wanted to. It depends on how much time you put into the process. And, um, and how much you know, time you dedicate to it, how much more effort you put into it. But you could whip out a book and get it edited in 30 to 45 days. Wow, really? That's, that's amazing. I mean, and, and what... Uh, and it doesn't have to be... Sorry, what was that? It doesn't have to be a long book. I was at a conference recently. I, was, I went to um, Jeff Walker's PLF product launch formula conference called LaunchCon. And there were two people there presenting. Um, one person had a 9,000 word, which is very short, like manual, basically. It was a small book with QR codes on every single page going to videos, um, teaching them something. He made a million dollars with that book. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you don't have to have a huge like tome, basically, a 300-page book or anything in order to make this work. You could actually have a smaller book. I think that's actually really a fascinating idea too, because let's say you're you're thinking about a topic that you want to you want to go into, um, creating a, a a smaller kind of like a, a an MVP from lean startup thinking, right? A, a minimum viable product. You know, create a smaller book and even see if that's something that people are really interested in before you spend you know a, a ton more time like creating a you know a much larger piece. Is that have you seen that sort of process done before? Yeah, they're on my bookshelves. I have, <laughs> I have a book from Alex Sharpen that's actually a smaller book that he actually, he hands out during his talks um, and he gives it out to the audience. Grant Cardone has a shorter book. Um, 
there are a number of entrepreneurs who have done shorter books that they actually use for different purposes. Anything from lead magnets to free plus shipping offers to handing out during talks so that you can go and buy their products in the back end. And how do you how do you help someone who, like myself, I've always found writing to be really probably my biggest challenge as a medium. You know, when you look to I don't have to get active online. You know, audio is no problem. Video is. I'm okay with that, but, but writing, I just, I find that I sit there and I just <laughs> can just take forever to try to get something crafted and coherent. So how do, how do you help those kinds of people get their books published? I explain to them that the sole purpose of a first draft is to get your ideas onto the page. So every first draft is terrible. I don't care if you're Nora Roberts. I don't care if it's Shakespeare. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Every first draft is a hot mess and it's supposed to be. Um, so the important thing is to get your ideas down onto a page because as Nora Roberts, you can see she's one of my favorite writers, likes to say, you can fix a bad first draft. You can't fix a blank page. So true. And the other thing I would tell you is you don't have to sit there at your computer to write a book. You could actually your book should be conversational and it should be filled with stories to get your points across, right? So it's better for you to actually sit there with your phone and tell stories. I mean, have an outline that you're going down, right? Have an outline so you know what you're dictating when, but dictating your book is one of the fastest and easiest ways and more natural ways to write your book. Fascinating. Well, I'm, I'm getting more optimistic. I could write a book. You can. <laughs> and that's what editors are for. They're there on the back end to clean up your, to clean up the book or whatever and help you make it as, as good as it can be. That's, yeah, that's a really good point. It's, it's not a, it's not something you, you can really, you know, just do on your own. You need that guidance, you know, that, that coaching and, and that, you know, people, professionals, just like in any other product you're trying to create, you can't do everything yourself, right? So exactly. one thing I'm curious about from your, your experience, what do you, what are the top reasons that stop you know, people from writing a book that we haven't covered so far in our, in our conversation? Well, the biggest, there are a number of things. And I think the biggest thing, if I had a common denominator, it would be fear, right? Fear that they're not an expert, fear that they're not a good writer, fear that they're going to be judged for what they write. Um, those are the three main reasons that people don't get started writing a book. That and not knowing where to start. The best way to work through that is to get help. And the best way to work through that is also to take action. Because I think Van Gogh said it best. If, you, if someone tells you that you can't paint, then by all means paint. And that voice will be quieted. Hmm. So when you take that action and see that you can actually do something and the world's not going to end if you actually try, it really pushes you forward to get it done. So just take, take imperfect action. Yes. Yeah. Um, so how, how, do you, how do you create the environment to help people take that imperfect action with, with your, your program? Um, what, what, are the, what are the keys? I mean, is, we all hear, you know, yeah, take imperfect action. And it's kind of like a, it's almost like a, uh, a meme online these days with pretty much, you know, every, every program that I know of. Um, but yeah, there's still some people that, that don't, right? They, they're still stuck. And what are, ways, what are some of the ways that you've seen in the way that you um, help new publishers write their books that gets them through that and starts to believe in just taking that perfect action? Actually, I find that if you give people a structure within which to work, they can actually get a lot more done. 
And my program is based on preparation, technique, and accountability. So when we start out, we prepare your book for success from the very start. And we mind map your book and you know research your book and create an outline for your book. So you know where you're going every step of the way. When you get done with that, I, I teach you fast writing techniques and I teach you guerrilla writing techniques, which is something I call a coin, a term that I've coined, which help you to stick to your writing project and create accountability measures um, so that you stick to your, your writing project. So if you hire me as a coach, I'm on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Making sure that you're actually writing your book and that you're actually outputting pages and what have you. And I'm there to help you through any mindset issues, for example, that you may be suffering from. I can tell you a story about mindset that I went through myself that will have you, <laughs> that'll help you understand. Sure. Um, my last book, The Liberian Agenda, is set in New York and Liberia, which is in Africa. I've never been to Liberia. So I researched it like crazy, but I was still kind of freaking out right before I hit the publish button because I had visions of Liberian natives telling me I misrepresented their country, their culture, their topography, and, and God knows what else. <laughs> right. Whole country upset. <laughs> so, <laughs> Where is her? Let's go get her. I know, right? I just had visions of being told off, you know. When I release the book, it gets four and a half stars on Amazon. People, they, they apparently like it. And um, no one's ever called me out, you know. No one's ever called me out about anything I put in that book. And I realized that pushing through it was the best thing that I could have done, pushing through that fear. Because yeah. if I had never, if I didn't, I wouldn't have released the book. It reminds so much about what uh, Mark, Mark Twain, I believe, once said, which is, you know, most, most of the, he has like so many fears in his life and, um, you know, most of them have never happened. So <laughs> yes. most, most of the things that we actually fear are just only in our heads. So um, that's a great story. And, and you know, when it occurs to the rest of us, so one, one last question and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, so Candace, I'm also just curious, you know, in addition to like the county that you provide, how, I'm curious, how has a community helped you or helped um, other aspiring uh, authors that you're helping in, in achieving success? In so many ways. Oh, I'm a member of a number of communities. And um, in some communities, I learned, you know, marketing, for example. Um, and in other communities, I've learned about book writing techniques. Um, and I'm part of some author communities in which we actually network and we, you know, uh, come up with ideas for uh, list exchanges and joint book prom promotions. So being part of a community is really important in terms of being able to sell your book, being able to, to um, learn new techniques and get new ideas. And to just have that support with people who are going through the same things that you are. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Candice. Um, I've learned a ton about, you know, just the, the journey of, of book publishing. It's just fascinating to hear how you made that shift, you know, from, from, you know, the traditional job that everyone thought you should have to, to really diving into your passion. It's really inspiring. And I, I hope we've, you know, encouraged some people out there to, to find their voice and, and see publishing uh, their own book as a way to kind of take, take their dreams and their business to the next level. So um, Candice, where could, where could people find out more about you and, and more about, um, you know, how they could publish the one of their own books? And they can find me at Candice at CandiceDuff.com. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Candice. And thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.